At Design Centre Chelsea Harbour, it's never been easier to discover what's happening in the world of design. Head to SW10 and you can browse 600 of the world's most prestigious brands in 120 showrooms, all under one roof. And it's not just for the professionals. If you need help and advice, there's a concierge desk and even a personal shopping service. There's some beautiful Orilag fur rabbits and bears. Anyway, so I bought a collection of them, thinking perfect Christmas presents for small children and godchildren. And William honestly had a fit and said, I cannot believe you bought those. You're absolutely mad. If they don't sell, you've got to buy them all yourself. I was like, OK, that's fine. I will. And of course, they sell, they sell, they sell. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses and hotels you see in glossy magazines like ours. Some of the names will be familiar and others may be less so, but I'm sure you'll recognize the hotels and restaurants they've designed. And if you're in the middle of your own building project or restyle, maybe you'll pick up some tips for yourself. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and places mentioned. Today I am sitting in Bruton Street in the Mayfair showroom of William and Son, feeling very Christmassy with the lights about to go on. And I'm sitting here with Lucy Asprey, who's married to William Asprey, the owners of William and Son. Thank you, Lucy. It's lovely, lovely to be here. And I always adore coming to William and Son because apart from being an absolutely beautiful shop, you are renowned for the unique and unusual pieces. There's glassware and there's games and there's, it's everything to do with town and country living. So how did you become a part of this wonderful showroom? Probably by default, actually. <laughs> Those are the best ways. So. My husband set it up in 1999 when I'd just had our third child and he was working from home in the office and after three months that was just impossible and so he ended up in a Regis office and worked there for six months and then decided he needed a shop. So he first opened a shop in Mount Street and then a second shop in Mount Street as the remit for the products got bigger and bigger. How did William and Son start? What was he selling originally? So the family is Asprey, and so when Asprey sold in 1994, he worked for them till 1999 and then decided that he wanted to set up on his own. So his remit was to redo in a more modern way what his family business had been. So it was always luxury goods. So it was guns, the clothing, the silver, the watches, the jewellery, and then just snowballed from there. And then how did you get involved? Because you're very much a part of it now, you're the main buyer. Yes, um, it was actually I was given the poison chalice, uh, the glass buyer left and no one was available to do the job, and so William said to me, right Lucy, you're at home not doing a lot apart from looking after the kids you can do the glass buying and I was like oh okay then fine but that wasn't I mean he wasn't being ridiculous because actually buying is your background yes that's right that's right I did the graduate retail training scheme at Sainsbury's having always wanted to be a food buyer and after a year and a half of doing that there were no jobs going in Sainsbury's and so they moved me to home base <laughs> and I ended up buying barbecues and garden toys at home base 
and then I moved over and specialised in wood care and decorative paint effects. Brilliant, I love that. What a grounding to be on Bruton Street in Mayfair. It was a bit of a shock going from one thing of wood care and farrow ball paint <laughs> to suddenly buying glassware and luxury goods here. But, <laughs> but I you've the done, trainings. Yeah, the same. exactly. And, and it must have been a fantastic learning experience. Oh, it's been wonderful and really lovely to be working with small, different people. You see such a cross-section of things and it's just really exciting and creative and I get to travel a huge amount. And certainly glass is probably my passion. We have one of the largest Murano glass collections here. And we have a lovely lady, Tanya, who gives us access to all the glass blowing factories on Murano, which is something that you wouldn't normally get a chance to see. So we do see some amazing, wonderful things. And I think having a store such as this, people actually want to see the product in it. So they're really good about saying, Right, we'll let you showcase these products for a while and then we can swap them in, swap them out. So it means we constantly have new variety and new things. And am I right in thinking that what one of the pieces that you brought in was that um, some knitwear and a beautiful rabbit or a teddy bear at one point and you showed it to William and he said, we are not, nobody is going to buy the teddy bear. And then your, your yes. feminine wiles yes. got the better of him, didn't Absolutely they fly right. off the shelf? Absolutely. So go to all the trade fairs, obviously. And I like quirky, different things, which I think most people can see when they walk in here, because some of it's really quite off the wall. Anyway, there's some beautiful Orilag fur rabbits and bears. And you hold them and you think, oh my goodness, I have to have one. Anyway, so I bought a collection of them, thinking perfect Christmas presents for small children, godchildren. And William honestly had a fit and said, I cannot believe you bought those. You're absolutely mad. If they don't sell, you've got to buy them all yourself. <laughs> I was like, OK, that's fine. I will. And of course, they sell, they sell, they sell. So it's so nice when you can prove him wrong. Yeah. Obviously, he thinks he knows better than me. Which, to be fair, sometimes he does. But you sometimes got to have the courage of your conviction and just go for it. Yeah. And actually, it is very courageous. I mean, some of the pieces, you have um, particular glassware in at the moment with uh, from the two brothers yes, from Murano. Yes, the Ferro brothers, that's Which right. is absolutely extraordinary. And the pieces retail for about £19,000 each. I yes. mean, that is, that is quite different from your B&Q days. It certainly is, yes, yes. What is it about those pieces that you are drawn to and, th and that say to you, yes, that's the, that is what we should have in store? Their training was, well, their father was the master cold cutter with Lino Tagliapietra, and he was very much a, well, he, he trained with Dale Chihuly, so he's like a master glass craftsman. And these two brothers trained under their father. So their, their lineage and their history and heritage is amazing. The products are so unique and colourful and different. And what we try and have here is things that are superb quality, eclectic, beautiful and hopefully heirlooms of the future and we very much felt these products would be and to be fair William came on that buying trip with me because I don't think I would have bought 15 of them yeah. <laughs> if it had just been me but he was like I so believe in these products let's just put together a whole collection and go for it. And also for those craftsmen it's so important that they do have people like you buyers that come because that's you're, you're keeping that Yes, their yes. craftsmanship alive. Because they're known in America, and I know they're in galleries in America, but I, there's no one who showcased them over here. 
So it's lovely that we've got that opportunity to do that. And, and you're right, if we don't support these amazing craftspeople, then it's going to die or people won't know about them. So if we can do anything to support people like that, we will. You also have some beautiful boxes with mountainscapes on top. Yes, that's right. So Where did you find them? So Tom Alwyn, he's actually a friend of Shona Marsh, who does some of our silver inlaid wooden um, cheese boards. And so Shona had mentioned to him that he should get in touch with me, so he did. So he came in and showed us his boxes, and they're topographical tops. So you can say, right, this is my postcode, and he will laser cut the top of the box to represent where you live. And then it can either be in wood or it can be in gold or silver leaf. And then he puts the coordinates inside the box. Um, they're all carved in. And then I just put a little silver plaque in so someone can put a special message in too. So it is one of the most personal gifts you can actually give somebody. Really special. Really lovely. What about other buying trips? And Because I know that travelling is something you find particularly you love about yeah. it. And you, yeah. you're quite intrepid. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a bit, yes. you're much braver than I would be, I have to say. Yeah, so it's, it's not just the, the buying side for the home. Because I sell guns, I do end up going on some shooting trips. So I found myself on a shooting trip to Sweden, duck shooting, three weekends ago. And knew, nobody apart from my host actually and then found out when I got there, I did know another couple. Anyway, so we, we go out on a boat with a chap and he has his dog in a little wetsuit. <laughs> and they said to me, right, Lucy, you're on the floating pontoon over there. I was like, sorry. And literally it was like a grouse butt floating on the water and we were out near the Baltic. And they literally dumped me there. And so I was standing there for 40 minutes thinking, what is going on? I had no idea. And then I realised on the other side of the water, quite a long way away, other people were lining up along the bank, so they were on the land. And oh, obviously, nice. being the new girl, they decided to put me on the pontoon just to see how I got on. Oh, that's so uh, mean. So that, that, that was an interesting trip. And then I suppose I've, I've been off to Mississippi quail shooting, and I tend to any, any offer of going anywhere, and I'm, I'll take it. I just love to do new things, experience new things, meet new people. And do you, are you searching the internet or how do you find out about the places or decide where you're going to go off looking for things? Some of it's by word of mouth, some of it's internet, some of it's invitations. Um, a bit of a mix really. I'm very open-minded. And, and will you often, would you source for a client? If someone asked me to, yes, definitely. Yes, I would. Yes. Not that I have been asked, but I would happily do that. Yes, it's, it's, it's always fun looking for certain things, particularly if, you know, if it's a challenge. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> love that. <laughs> and what about the leather goods and the fine jewellery? Do you, do, you, do you have a handbag designer? We had a handbag designer, and she's actually just left. But we have all the new product that she designed before she left, so that's just mm -hmm. coming in at the moment, and it's all there for the next spring-summer as well. And then we've got two in-house designers who design the games. So we've got Mahjong coming out... And we've got another new game coming out. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, but we've got Jenga. We've got Jenga, and we we're, we're constantly trying to evolve. But it's not just Jenga. Evolve. I mean, this is Jenga in the most beautiful way. With yes, it's got the inlaid it leather. It's, it's um, walnut pieces, and then it's got the leather embossed with our William and Son logo. 
which actually we just sold yesterday. So oh, that's nice. very exciting. <laughs> yes, and Racing Demon, that's the other game we've just got coming in as oh, well. fantastic. Okay. But it's trying to create new games all the time because yeah. the games sell really well because they're such fun and they're good colours. I have to admit here that I have one of your William and Son handbags and they're very understated. I think that's yes. what's so lovely about them. Absolutely. I think we don't like to have logos plastered over everything. I think being discreet is good. And with most of our products, we don't make more than two, three maybe. Mm. So you're never going to find lots of people with them, which is quite nice. It means you feel you've got something quite exclusive. And it's always top quality, beautiful leather, and lovely design. Mm. The other thing that I think is fascinating is that quite often you come in here and you look at something and, and things are, are, are not quite what they seem. You had a beautiful Perspex vase. Yes. Market, which which comes in different has I mean that's almost like a Jenga piece in itself. It is. It's so clever. So Fabio was at a show and met this chap, and it's a it's all made of perspex and it's a perspex cylinder, and then there are squares with the cutout of the cylinder, and they go all the way up to the top of the cylinder, and you can have them however you feel like designing it. So it can be symmetrical, non-symmetrical, looks like steps, and then they have a perspex sheet which you can put inside which comes in six different colours so it means your vase can be blue or pink or yellow or orange depending on your flower arrangement and they come in three sizes so you've got one vase that could actually look like five or six different vases it's really clever and there was also there's some incredible well it's not even glassware they look like beautiful heavy lead crystal glasses all in different colours but they're actually you can use them outside for the garden oh yes What's the votive lights that's yeah, right that's yes. incre- they're yes. incredible they're metallic metallised glass Amazing. very clever beautiful colours yes and they've actually just sold as well yeah which it's, is great it's it's funny it's kind of you sort of come in thinking that it's it's you know you see the beautiful the the china and the glassware but but actually everything is has got something slightly quirky about it. Exactly. I try and find things that either aren't available anywhere else in London or ideally in the UK, or things that do have a twist or, or a story, or they're just interesting to look at or a different colour, some pop or something. So I think so many places are quite minimalist and so people don't want clutter. So I think if you are going to put something there, you want something to actually look interesting or special mm. or different. Do you have, as far as your clients are concerned, do you tend to have people who come back, you know, this is their go-to for, for gifts and presents and things, or particularly at Christmas time? Yes, we certainly have our, our regular customers who come in, and then our window displays, we try and make those quite different and quirky. So a lot of people now are starting to come in from the street because they see things in the window, and our online presence is growing, so that's helping. And we've now got wholesale clothing out in America so the Americans are coming in more to see the clothing and then of course they see the homeware and all the other bits we do so our name is gradually getting out there and the clothing is that mostly cashmere and yes we do the cashmere and the tweed for the shooting season and then we do a town collection so it's cashmere jackets lovely silk scarves gloves um, sunglasses and so the beautiful Sabina Savage And the Sabina pieces. Savage pieces. Sabina Savage, such a talented English designer, trained on Alexander McQueen, and she hand-draws all the designs and then gets them printed in silk and cashmere and silk, and 
they just do brilliantly. And she's introduced some shirts and some beautiful silk coats now as well. So she's gradually expanding her collection, but they storm out of the door. Yeah, no, she's very, very clever. Yeah. So what about your own style and your own home? I mean, if we walked into William and Lucy's oh, house. Yes, <laughs> that's quite interesting. We had a, an art dealer came round the house to deliver a picture and he walked around and he just looked at us and said, oh my goodness, he said, we can't pigeonhole you. You have the <laughs> most bonkers collection of stuff. So we've got, you know, old Dutch masters to some modern resin pieces to a Del Chihuly chandelier. I mean, it is a complete eclectic mix. And, you know, we've got some beautiful old antique furniture with some really modern pieces. It is a quirky mix of everything. But is that because it's you yeah. have a passion for so many different things? Yeah, so we just buy what we like. Yeah. So you, you see things and think, oh, I'm sure I'll find somewhere to put it. <laughs> and, and, you, and it's like, right, here it is. And it's like, okay, where am I going to put it now? So, so it is, I mean, it would be the cleanest nightmare because we honestly <laughs> trying to dust our house. It's dreadful. Well, you probably sell feather dusters here, don't you? They're probably well, we should, peacock actually. feathers or something. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the net. You put that on your list. Exactly. And um, what about Christmas? What is it that you love most about Christmas? Oh, it's, well, it's, it's the window displays and all the lovely colours and it's just the excitement of it. Everywhere you look, it's a visual delight. And I love that, you know, seeing the Christmas trees and, I don't know, it's just a time to think about what you're going to buy, so it's an excuse to go shopping. Um, and what will you do, will you have a, um, a particular theme at home? I mean, you've got the fabulous glass and gold baubles and greenery going up the yes. staircase here. Is so that your theme at home as well? I haven't really worked out what I'm going to do at home yet, but what I do have, we have the conical candles that sit on the table. So I, every year I get quite a lot of those in the three different sizes. And then Scandium have these little trolls. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I get varying sizes of trolls. So I have a, a candle troll forest going up and down the table. <laughs> so that's definitely my thing. <laughs> and then otherwise, I inherited a whole load of Christmas decorations. Every year, my mother took me and my siblings and we'd always be allowed to buy a Christmas decoration every year. So over the years, the Christmas decoration box got bigger and bigger. And I was the lucky one to get it. Oh, so fantastic. I have so our Christmas tree has all the Christmas decorations I grew up with. Yeah. And so I've done the same with my children. Yeah. So every year our three children go off and buy their own Christmas decoration. Oh, that's so, so it's just nice. like a family history of Christmas decorations. And do you sell do you have decorations here? No, I did try and it didn't work. I used to do some lovely glass balls and they just didn't sell, so I wouldn't do that again. So. And what are, what are your what are your best sellers? Is there something that you just know if you're going sort of you know trade fair or something? You kind of know that there that is quintessentially William and Son. Gosh, it's interesting because the trend for best sellers seems to vary. You, you couldn't say that's definitely going to be a bestseller because mm. something might not sell for three years and then you suddenly sell loads of them. Yeah, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. But um, Haywood and Stott, the boards which have got all the beautiful silver animals and game birds on the coasters and the boards, they've been selling really well at the moment, and I imagine they're going to be one of our best sellers for Christmas. So what's your, as a buyer, when you have your buyer's hat on, yes. as opposed to your family yes. connection, mm. how do you disconnect the two? What is it that says, you know, this is right and that's not right? I think what it would look like in the store. So you've got to make sure that what you have will somehow link in with the other things you've got and doesn't stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And 
ultimately the quality has got to be the thing that stands out the most. So if it's too craft or ethnic, that wouldn't work for us. Yeah. So it's got to be a certain level of elegance, craftsmanship, an interesting story, and then it just has to then sit within the environment here without it looking out of place. And do you do the displays as well? No, we've got an amazing lady, Janie Roger, and she is the visual merchandiser. She must have been with us for about 10 years now. She's fantastic. And she comes in every week and she just mixes everything around and makes it look different. Yeah. And that's the thing, it just keeps it feeling constantly refreshed. Yeah. And then with our buying, we're, we're constantly looking for new products. And so, we, although there are certain buying seasons, we'll still introduce new things throughout the year, depending on who comes through the door or what we've seen. And what do you think was the most important lesson that you learnt from your Sainsbury's days that you, you take with you now? Looking after your suppliers and looking after your staff. Because if you don't have the staff and you don't have a good relationship with your supplier, you're, you're, you're really stuck. So that would be the two most important things I, I look out for. What about people who you know, sort of come and are looking for a gift for somebody? Or what about the service? Or with people who want to pick up pieces for the house but need a bit of guidance? Yes, that's no problem at all. I mean, certainly we get um, interior des- well, clients of interior designers who come in and like the products, then the interior designer will come in with them. So we're happy to work with interior designers helping source products or put together a list of what their client would like, just as we will do the same for a wedding list or corporate gifts as well. Some of the hotels come in wanting to get some corporate gifts, so we're happy to put together ideas. Um, and I think what we're also going to do, we've actually got a live chat now on our website that's just been launched this week. Okay. So if someone wants some help buying something, they can actually talk to someone. Yeah, yeah, clever. That's mm. William and Son, William and Son website. Oh, William and Son website, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I think that's fascinating. I love your story. I love chatting <laughs> to you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much, Lucy. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.